You were listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me as we're reading through the book of Ezekiel. Now, uh, one thing that I encourage you every Tuesday as we walk through a book of the Bible is to ask devotion questions. And I'm going to give you these questions, but I want to remind you that when we look at devotion questions, we're asking, we want to focus on three essential elements. Number one, what is the context of the passage? Uh, Remember, the book of Ezekiel, in the midst of its context, we are far removed from. We're not captives in a pagan or, or foreign land. Uh, so there are some things that are different. There, there's going to be a lot of symbolism in these passages that we might have trouble trying to find application for. But ultimately, principles can remain true, but we must read the book in context. Of course, we also ask, what is the impact of this text upon the culture around it? And what is the impact of the culture, especially Babylonian and uh, Israelite culture, upon the text? Uh, There's a lot of things we can learn. But then finally, how does this passage, these texts, this book point us to Jesus Christ. Always let that be uh, your aim when you read that. So I've got five major questions. There'll be some sub-questions in in these, but five major questions based on the book of Ezekiel that hopefully will encourage your family worship time and your small group time. Uh, So let's jump right into it. Number one, based on chapter one of Ezekiel, he, he gets a glimpse of the glory of God and who God is. So if you were to get a glimpse of the glory of God, what do you think it would look like? I mean, we, we know several times in the Bible we see Moses getting to see the back of God. We, we, we see uh, Elijah uh, as, as he gets this, uh, this voice that whispers to him in the wind. Uh, we, we see um, certain aspects of the glory of God seen in, uh, in the Bible. But what do you think it would look like if if he were to appear to you. And how would you describe God now based on what you know about him? Uh, his omnipotence, his omniscience, his omnipresence, and all of those aspects of him. Well, the truth is we have the glory of God in his son, Jesus Christ. And so how would you describe Jesus to people? What characteristics? Think about that. Maybe even write that down and talk about uh, who Christ is to you. Second question, according to Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 28, it says that he fell down. How would you have responded to the vision? Uh, maybe in like manner. How then does that lead us to worship God, even in uh, corporate gatherings and, uh, and personal worship? What does this reveal about God's authority that he fell down in the midst of that? Think through these questions and, uh, and, and ask your small group, ask your family, uh, what would take place right now? What would change about us, our perception, our, our position, if God showed up? Number three, a major theme of the book of, Israel, uh, of Ezekiel is the glory of de- God departing from Israel. And he references in chapter 8, verse 12, secret sins, these sins committed in the dark. So here's my question. How do secret sins keep us from God's presence even now? And what needs to change in our life? So we know a big difference, contextually, big difference in the Old Testament and the New Testament is we have the Spirit of God in us. That's a constant reminder this week as you read that uh, the glory, 
the, the Spirit of God doesn't leave us, but the glory of God manifests through our lives, the control of God on our lives. Sometimes that wanes because, uh, because we uh, our flesh rises up and battles against our spirit. Well, how do we... Uh, how can we conquer secret sins in our life? And and you may need to take time this week, write them down and meet with somebody and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. I need accountability. That's part of the reason we do these devotion questions each week because I want to really uh, challenge your heart and let the Holy Spirit convict you of things that you need uh, the power of God to change. Uh, so this is the the application part of this reading. Then number four, chapter 16 is a love letter from God for his people. Uh, in the midst of that, um, in, in, in the midst of that love letter from, from God, uh, he cries out, he declares, and we're going to see this this week, he declares how uh, you and I are, 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 or Israel first, is loved by God, uh, it's it's a it's a process in which God um, pours out his, his what he has done for Israel, and I want you to walk through that chapter, chapter sixteen, and see the effects of the gospel in uh, in our lives even today. Like, so, like I said, we've got God saying, "Hey, this is who you were. This is what I've done for you. This is how you've responded. But this is ultimately what I'm going to do in restoration." Then think about it from a New Testament perspective. This is who uh, who you were before Christ. This is what Christ has done for you. This is who who you are now in Christ when you surrender. And so, talk with your small group, talk with your family, and see if you can make those connections. And then, how can you share that with others? Finally, what does the passage about dry bones in chapter thirty-seven mean? And there are three ways I want you to look at. What does it mean for Israel, contextually? What does it mean for the church as a whole? Is there any principle we can learn or application? And then what does it mean for you? Personally, what are principles you can take away as God is, uh, as, as God is uh, convicting you and challenging you with this, uh, with this passage? So as you, uh, as you walk through these questions, be very personal, be very specific in your answers, and take it to your family and small group, and it may even build y'all together. As we close out this episode, Ezekiel 36 verse 27 is our memory verse, and here's what it says, I, God, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. That's a promise back in the Old Testament that was fulfilled in the New Testament, and we walk in hope today because our God is faithful to what He promised. His Spirit now guides us. I love you. I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground.